Welcome one and all to Vision on Sound here on Fab Radio International with me, Martin Holmes. This week I've got just about 30 seconds to tell you all about the minty fresh goodness that's in tonight's episode before the Time Engines launches on our way as the lovely fresh combination of a sprinkle of Lisa and a Susan of Andrew, the very best ingredients that make up the cool fizzing chocolatey goodness that is the glass and a half of full fat content that goes into every one of their Round the Archives podcasts, are here to talk all about the adverts they remember from an era which is as good today as it's always been. Hello Martin, we are fine. We have a we have a cat who's excavating in the oh, background. She's oh. very excited. The cat's overexcited right. for appearing on your show. Yeah. So. Well, it's all the parcels. It's all the things you've ordered because <laughs> honest, <laughs> you're absolute suckers for a bit of television advertising, aren't you? Let's be oh, honest. Yes. <laughs> That's true. So yeah. all the stuff that comes through your door is because somebody's advertised it to you. Now you've uh, approached me or talk, said to me today, quite fancy talking about. Adverts on the telly. Now, presumably we're talking about adverts of the telly from way back. We're not going to spend an hour just running uh, adverts for the latest, I don't know, <laughs> Pong or whatever. No. We're, we're actually going to be a little bit more a little bit more analytical than that and look into the dark and mysterious past of all those jingles that somehow, somehow stick in your brain like glue. There is one over I like at the moment, which I would like to mention, which is the What's one that? for... Freeview, which right. is two aliens on yeah. a spaceship, and the first one I've, there's two, but I've not really seen the second one properly at this time. But the first one is they're, they're sort of flicking through television channels, and he he starts watching something, and he he says, "Oh, perhaps we could we could spend half an hour watching this." And the, it's like he's the he's the king, and there's a servant, and the servant says, "Shall I fetch the biscuits, sir?" And he says, and he starts saying, "Colin, fetch the good biscuits." <laughs> And it's just, it's it's almost the modern day equivalent of the smash over with yeah, with right. aliens sort of observing. So you kind of relate in some way. To yes. The endless yes. telly watching. It's funny because I thought you were going to plug something then that we might actually get through the post, but no, <laughs> no, 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 free, no freebies for us. Well, <laughs> it, it's up to you to do the sort of deal with advertisers now, isn't it? It's your yes. show. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but Lisa, you've actually got discs full of old adverts. Haven't I have. You? I have. Yeah. Yes, I purchased off that there internet mm-hmm. um a disc some some dodgy geese around the back at Baba's shed somewhere <laughs> no, is it, is um, it all legit is it <laughs> it is legit it's from kaleidoscope so oh, right. it's okay. it's very legit it's yeah. a sort of 25 minute program called the ad show which was shown in the sort of west midlands region Okay. And it's old adverts with a little bit of information. Yeah, about. ironically, it's a show about adverts that has itself got an advert break in the middle yes. for modern day <laughs> adverts, adverts to be jammed in. Um, so it's quite interesting. It's, I mean, I got to see lots of, obviously there's lots of adverts you remember, 
Mm. But there's, there was things like the, the endless efforts for um, ICI range of clothing. Mm. Shirts. Shirts and um, jackets. Made with and, chemicals. <laughs> yes, plastic. Well, mostly made of plastics, to be honest. Oh. Sort of, you know, Actually, some of the plastics they use in the shirts are now used to make sort of plastic bottles. <laughs> I was going to say, so, no band. Yeah, well, uh, that's it. So. Well, I think, yeah. I think certainly uh, some of the, the branded shirts that used to be sold uh, were basically... It was like wearing a bin bag, wasn't it? it they were designed to make you sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I wrote down, first mm-hmm. of all, was eggs is versatile. Yes. Eggs uh, is versatile. So that's Tony Hancock and Patricia Hayes. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I suppose uh, in some ways we should roll back. I mean, this the whole thing about television advertising, I suppose, if we exclude uh, cinema advertising prior to that, was in this country, it was uh, ITV, wasn't it? ITV yes, arriving it was. in the mid-1950s. And I believe the first advert shown on ITV was for SR Toothpaste. That's, that's right. It yes. was, yes. Which was basically yes. telling you how shiny and fresh and it's a big chunk of ice or something, wasn't it? Mm. And the fascinating thing about that is I suspect they advertise toothpaste in more or less exactly the same way, even now, 70-odd years later. (laughs) But it it doesn't take long, actually, when you think about it, for adverts to become a source of comedy as well. Mm. Because Tony Hancock, we've said about Eggs is versatile. He does real adverts. Yes. But... In Hancock's Half Hour, in The Bowmans, mm-hmm. there's that wonderful bit about halfway through where he, he's an actor in the series The Bowmans. He gets sacked mm. and he goes on to do adverts for Grimsby Pilchards. <laughs> <laughs> Sixpence off for trial offer. Mm. And there's all mm. these dreadful adverts he does, like his Napoleon. And uh, what is it? You're never alone with a Pilchard. Yes. Which is which is the, the, the sort of joke against you're never alone with a Strand, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, I just find it interesting how quickly people latch on to adverts as a, I, can we say art form? I don't know. But use well, it, the, yeah, but, I would but say use it as, as something to take the pee out of. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, certainly in the early days, I mean, there was a lot of people worried about what this might do to the brains of the viewers, wasn't there? Mm. But certainly in the 70s, I mean, you've got a lot of the film directors of the future sort of sort of cutting their teeth on making 30 second commercials so i think it is a genuine facet of old television that that needs to be sort of thought about really and we should say as well the grimsby pilchards adverts pop up in the back of endeavor for <laughs> a, a, a couple of stories sort of early on in the run hmm. so right. it's you know if you, go to, if you ever get to monterey aquarium there's all sorts of posters up because it was a, a cannery if you like so you get all these sort of pilchard signs on the wall and sardines <laughs> as well. So uh, the genuine sardine and pilchard advert must have been a thing, but but we it's, we kind of over here we sort of mocked it a bit, really. But, but I was so interested to find out that although technically BBC shows didn't contain adverts, hmm. ones that did well for sales abroad actually had fade to blacks included. Shows like May Grey, which we've been watching, mm. and Dr. Finley's Casebook mm. actually had these sort of fade to blacks to allow yes. foreign broadcasters to stick their own adverts in. So, Well, I think you couldn't basically assume that every every other country had some sort of licence fee, did you? I mean, that's, that's the strange or peculiar thing. Uh, if you wanted to sell your programmes abroad, and of course, in many ways, the programmes you show are an advert 
for the channel or mm. you know for the product themselves i mean if something's popular in this country you will sell it and it's it's another form of selling when all said and done but yeah it's this this kind of weird thing where half hour shows aren't really half an hour they're 25 minutes or 22 minutes and hour long shows are nowadays 42 minutes in america which is kind of appalling in its own little way i mean it went down from 46 it went down from 52 but now the average hour-long drama that's made in America is 42 minutes long, which is just preposterous. But equally, something like Poirot, which is a two-hour slot, is an hour and 42 minutes, isn't it? So they are allowing, in that schedule, they are allowing nearly 20 minutes per two hours. I've talked to quite a few people about how appalling in their countries how many adverts are on in the average hour. And nowadays, even if you look at some of the channels that show hour-long dramas, because they're old hour-long dramas, they're actually they have to schedule to an hour and ten minutes mm-hmm. to to fit in all the adverts they want to fit in. And if you actually spend any time at all doing a, a television afternoon these days, it's amazing that you just or trying to watch them online, you actually get the same adverts, mm. eight adverts or nine adverts repeated all the way through the afternoon and quite frankly it can be quite brutal in an afternoon <laughs> you, you know, the charity <laughs> who want your money basically you, you you actually feel sorry for the the little old ladies or the little old gentlemen sitting in their flats feeling guilty about having a few quid because sometimes that manipulation is terrifying but that's another issue really you were trying to work this out there weren't you Lisa? because yes. yeah the sort of holy grail for us as sort of archive nerds when it comes mm-hmm. to itv shows is finding off-air recordings yes. of mm. them to see what the adverts actually were Is on that true? broadcast. Yeah. So yeah. we managed to track down an episode of The Master Spy, yes, right, which deserves talking about in its own right one day. <laughs> A very, very strange show, but it had mm. all the adverts in, didn't it? it? Did. And, and there yeah. weren't many, were there? No, there were uh, about three or four, yeah, this depending was on the length of the adverts. Yeah. yeah, it was a two-minute ad break, wasn't it, in those days? Yeah. yeah. But then you'd got a, was it a 1991 edition of You Bet. Yes. And there were decidedly more, but yeah. perhaps but not, not as many. many as you thought. No, yeah. no, only mm. about six. Yeah. Compared to now, you must get about eight or nine mm. adverts mm. in that advert break. So, yeah, um, there's, a, there's a definite change over time. Yeah. I've got boxes of tapes here from about 1987 to somewhere, if, you, if anybody wants them. <laughs> Well, possibly somebody does. Mm. Yeah, that's the but, thing. But are you actually more fascinated nowadays by the stuff between the shows than the, necessarily the shows themselves? That's why you bought mm. the uh, Avengers on yes. Blu-ray, wasn't yes. it? Yes, that was the. Mm. That's really, really shameful to say that. That was the only reason I bought the Avengers on Blu-ray because it had adverts. Because <laughs> um, we already had the episodes apart yeah. from the yes. new Avengers one, which we also have now. Mm. So, but yeah, it was purely to see the adverts. And then mm. it was disappointing because they were in; they were the same. And, and like, what are sixties adverts all about, Lisa? Oh, Come on, sixties adverts! Sixties adverts make me roll my eyes and sigh heavily. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it all housewifery? It is. Yeah. It's all about keeping your husband happy and your balls clean. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. who Cle- cleaning out his pipe and handing him a whiskey as he gets yeah. home. Uh, <laughs> c- cooking him his dinner and uh, ironing making his stuff, shirts. Making stuff with man appeal. They did yes. actually use that they phrase. They did use that Ooh, phrase, yeah, yeah, man appeal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, there's an advert for Flash where there's a happy housewife cleaning the walls with Flash. Right. Nobody I know cleans their walls. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we can't get to our walls from DVDs, We've got a few carpets at home that have shown, shall we say, a little bit more than a bit of neglect, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> 
However, there is there is a definite sense of the this there's, there's an ideal family. I mean, I, I still get a bit sort of miserable about Christmas when I see these tables absolutely piled high with more food than the average person could ever ever eat and it's it's more to do with this this sense of you must have all this stuff and you always feel people are sitting at home going if we don't have that somehow we failed and that again is part of the power of what advertising can do it gets into your brain and makes you think i must have that i want that i need that so do you feel modern advertising is as good as it used to be or better or or worse or or much the same there's a lot more irritating adverts. Mm, and there's mm. one particular advert, and I'm not even sure that I know the name of the product, Right. that treats the people it's trying to woo with contempt, really. Yeah. It treats them as though they're stupid. Why is that? Okay. It's the one about, um, oh, I take cards now, and, and everybody... Oh, everybody, ooh. Yeah. And I, I, it comes on, or I either switch over, or I turn the sound off. Yeah. Well, isn't it a basic rule in advertising that the people you portray in the advert should be people the consumer should aspire to be? That right? is the original yeah. thing, yeah. But there's one for a food product. I won't name it. Is it Italian? Mm. We don't want to give them it the is. publicity. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to give them the thing. Where basically <laughs> the, the person trying to advertise it can't get the name right because it's no. a funny foreign name yeah. right. and has several goes and is mm. told how to say it. And times. still gets it wrong, yeah. implying mm. that people that use this product are dim, don't listen to other people, and possibly mildly racist. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, that's or they pour scorn on people who do that. Yeah. <laughs> they sit at home going, "Well, I know how to say it." Well, maybe, but yeah, it, you know, do, do you aspire to be like these people? And I'm glad to say, I'm just I don't. bewildered that the world is full of people who want to ride bicycles in their living room. Quite frankly, oh, it just boggles yeah, me. I... You hate that one. As the well, first time you? I saw that particular advert, I thought, well, how much money are they chucking into this campaign and how soon before they go bankrupt? Because you don't. Well, the world changes a lot, hasn't it? Over the last couple of years, when people have been stuck in their houses, the way the things that they've aspired to sell us or the, mm. the things that they've hoped to get us to aspire to have have been very domestic. I think actually it's, it's kind of weird now that. When you think about things even like petrol and all this kind of thing and cars, the stuff now that's actually been sold to us is more about you can stay in your house and everything will come to you. I mean, from a green point of view, I suspect there's just as many vehicles on the road now, but it's the vans coming to us rather than us going to the the shops, if you see what I mean. Didn't you smile when a certain oil advert turned up? Yes, yes. When we were watching... Is it The Master Spy? The Master Spy, I think it was. Yeah, the casual... I'm going to say it because I don't think you can invite anymore. Castrol GTX advert appeared, and that oh, is yes. just that music. Mm. It's just it's embedded in your mm. brain because you've heard yeah. it so often yes. when you're the a way, child. The way music triggers a memory yes. of an advert yeah. is very interesting as well, isn't yeah. it? It is straight, square, curved, circular—the precise shape of every moving part it clings to. Lubricating, cooling, and protecting. Oil is too small a word for it. It is Castrol GTX liquid engineering. Fit it in your engine. Well, I think this is where we should possibly roll back the years and talk about some of the the older adverts. Really, have a, It's funny. I mean, you grew up. Both grew up watching television. Are some of your earlier earliest memories of watching television the adverts more than the program? Quite possibly, because you were saying about the Humphreys, weren't you, yes. Lisa? Mm. Yes, yes. 
You're, you're, not quite, the attack. you're not quite yeah. old enough to remember the straws going across the screen. No, no, I, I can remember right. them, but yeah. you couldn't. Because when I was oh, about 12 or 13, one of my mm. school friend's father was, was a Unigate milkman. Mm. Okay. And he must have had, because they used to produce these diaries for the housewife to fill in. We had recipes yeah. and stuff in it. <laughs> and um, right. he must have had some left over because I, somehow I ended up with one. Right. And it mentioned the Humphreys. Right. And I had never seen the advert, so I assumed the Humphreys were the straws. Yeah, right. You, you didn't realise so they didn't were realize, creatures yeah, holding the straws that you never saw. Yeah. So w- watch out! Watch out! There's a Humphrey. Until about. I saw the adverts, you know, hmm. whenever I first saw the adverts, and hmm. I went, hmm. "Oh, right, they're the creatures that are <laughs> using the straws to drink the milk. They're not the straws." Yeah. <laughs> so. And you, I suppose, you'd have been that eight, nine by the end of the 70s, wouldn't you? So you, mm. uh, do you remember the campaigns for things like, you know, Tell Sid and all that kind of thing? Which, which yeah, again, I... insidious now about privatisation, boo yes. and all that. But um, uh, do you actually remember them? Because they were quite impactful, weren't they? They were. I, I remember that. I remember the BT ads with Maureen Lipman. Do you remember Busby? Mm. I do Busby. remember Busby. Yeah. yeah. You do remember the NatWest pigs, don't you? Yes. Beautiful porcelain yes. pigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They give you a wibbly, a wobbly wool child. <laughs> You've seen that recently as well. Because those pigs so. are now worth more than the money that you put into the bank yeah. account are, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, and you were saying about sort of directors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- th- then, of course, one, one of the all time classics is your Hovis advert, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm. <laughs> Good God, are you all right? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm, I'm okay. And Gold Hill, Gold Hill. Was, Can you use some indigestion pills? <laughs> was very local to us. Do you use some Alka Seltzer? I believe they advertise things. Plink, plink, fizz. Yes, thank you. Um, but you've been up Gold Hill, not on a bicycle, no. haven't you? Yeah, and I didn't climb it up. We 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 parked at the top. Well, not at the top, but a car park near to the top. They should hire bicycles so and you could free down. wheel down them with a loaf of bread in the front, shouldn't they? That looks really dangerous. It is dangerous. It's really steep, Gold Hill. Yeah, you you can't get up there when it's snowy. It's it's Mm. it's really quite dangerous. Well, I think you've just got to imagine that somewhere at the bottom there's about four hundred (laughs) mattresses. But Joe Gladwin features in that one, doesn't he? Oh, does he? In its original cut, I believe so. Because again, we're going to chop a still. That's going to heaven. Would you credit it? Fifty odd years of bake it same old Orvis. Now, top brass at Orvis tell me they want an alternative. Still with the same wheat germ goodness, but a bit softer like and less crusty. I told them I'm too old to change my ways now. I'll put one of lads onto it. Very nice, young Harold. If you like that sort of thing. Hovis Handy Love. A new, softer Hovis. There's a two Ronnies takeoff of that. Yeah. Where you've got Ronnie Barker struggling up the hill with a loaf of bread, etc. That Grandad always used to say, it were a bloody long way up the top of that hill. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's an awful lot of uh, clever spoofs, really. I mean, they were yeah. absolutely ripe for spoofing, a lot of the adverts, weren't they? I mean, <laughs> Beans Means Heinz, I seem to remember, got Timbrook Taylor in a lot of trouble. <laughs> the goodies are very were very good at doing adverts. There's obviously covering Timbrook Taylor in beans every other mm-hmm. week. <laughs> given that, uh, it's always amusing that given that um, Graham and Bill wrote it, it's always Tim that gets covered in the beans. Mm. Funny that, isn't yes. it? Um, but then Graham also does Captain Fishface. 
Um, <laughs> is um, what is it? You don't know what goes in my rissoles. <laughs> Um, but you you were watching early footage of Captain Birdseye. Yes. <laughs> you said fish yeah, because again on on this the um, the ad show uh, yeah. programs towards the end of the series, they showed a lot of audition tapes right. for when they yeah. were auditioning for Captain Birdseye. And right. the, on one of them, they they don't know who it is, and they're like, "If you've got any idea who this actor is, please write in and tell us." Because but there were some right sinister sorts oh, playing yeah, Captain <laughs> Birdseye. Gerald, Gerald Wells, who's right. that sort of actor you would recognise him? He's got a sort of slightly mm. wonky nose, and he looks very sinister. <laughs> He's basically going to kidnap your children, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> sinister elderly gentleman. Yes. What's that? What was the word they used to use for for when you got lopped over the head and woke up on a ship? What was that? Oh, press ganged. Press ganging, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it, by the Fish Finger Company. Of course, uh, Captain Birdseye got younger for a while, didn't he? Yeah. He did, he did. And then he they got young they... and sexy for a while, uh, and everyone realised that was a bad idea. <laughs> then they, they aged him back up again, didn't they? So, yeah. yeah. Perhaps he did stared he into, the ti- yet? into the time vortex. Uh, no, I don't think he's been cartooned yet. They yeah. seem to stick to... Sort of no, you're thinking of Captain action. Pugwash. There is a difference. Ah. <laughs> no, it's just that I know that sometimes it seems to be now that things that used to be live, you know, actual actors are now cartoon characters so they can change the voice. I mean, I, I thinking back, Mr. Kipling, for example, mm. every time there always was an elderly actor and every time they died off, the, the voice changed for Mr. Kipling. I don't even remember that. but Because uh, I believe Mr. Tebbs from... Are you being served? Was the first voice of Mr. Kipling? He he was. There is an interesting story about that because he actually, I think he, is he do one or he, two series of Are You Being yeah, Served? Yeah, he's not in Are You Being Served very long because basically Mr. Kipling said, or the, the company said to him, if you do that, you can't be the voice of Mr. Kipling because it was oh. slightly risky. He was risque. a sort of sort of not a terribly nice character, was no. he? Yeah, and also because mm. of the sort of. Innuendo. Innuendo. Yeah. So they basically right. paid him twice as much to, than he would have got to be in Are You Being Served to carry on being the mm. voice of Mr. Kipling. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. It is fascinating, though, because, I mean, that can still happen. I mean, uh, didn't uh, Nick Knowles get into similar trouble only a couple of a couple of months ago? Yes. Now, but, um, Nick Knowles is not allowed on the BBC at this precise moment in time because he did an advert for a popular breakfast cereal. Mm-hmm. With a builder's ha- builder's like, hard hat on, right. which linked him to the program that he does for the BBC. Okay, and you're not allowed to. Oh, right. And I think there used to be a rule, didn't there, where you your actor who, if you're in, say, if you're in this week's Morse, you couldn't have an advert that had your voice on it or your face on it showing in the ad breaks for Morse. If you see what I mean, you couldn't have the actor turning up in the adverts between the program that it was actually on. Didn't Peter Davison? start to do some beer adverts just before he became yes, the doctor and then had to stop and then had to stop yeah. because he was the doctor so he yeah. couldn't advertise beer yeah he could only advertise like saucepans with solid copper bottoms <laughs> and real teak handles <laughs> do, you want, do, you, do you want to do sandra i, I can't okay. you can put the dinner on i'll be home in 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's but of like course you two are far far too young to remember the the advertising programs you know like was it Jim's in and all that kind of oh blimey yes the early sixties which got banned in the end because you you actually couldn't discern what was the program and what was the, <laughs> what was the product <laughs> which is like some magazine articles these days you know they have to, tiny tiny letters at the top which is advertisement it's not real 
this is all <laughs> lies and headlines, you know, all these kind of things. So, so I don't suppose you uh, were any of the, the Jim's in type things on these DVDs you watched? Uh, no, no, ah, just, okay. just, just sort of, just the hard um, stuff, just the hard stuff, and a public information <laughs> film. I, just, I think John Slater ran was in one. That was the thing. I remember John Slater from Z Cars was mm. had one of these programs. If you see what I mean, that's why I just thought you might have possibly right. seen one or two down the years. Well, one of the ones that did amuse me mm-hmm. that was on there. People bang on about the Doctor Who tenth anniversary special, <laughs> and you've probably got a copy or have seen it. But I bet you haven't got the On the Buses third anniversary <laughs> magazine, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ava- available to, from to, TV time. Apologies to listeners for a mention of on the buses. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at that and it's what, 50 summit pages, isn't it? Yeah, 50, How can you write 50 something pages, pages on, I, on I, the buses? I think a lot of it's just photographs of the cast at yeah. home. It's not a lot, not, not like all the missing episodes and things yeah. like that. You know. <laughs> well, the celebrity endorsement is quite a weird thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, you've got things like Sugar Smacks with Mr. Spock on the front and mm. things like that. But then you've got things like the, the John Pertwee recipe book. So the <laughs> <laughs> would actually sort of put their name to something that had nothing to do with them. Really. I, I presume you, you had your, your, wheat, your Weetabix uh, Doctor Who figures. Ah, I've... we we had. I think we basically had a kitchen full of Weetabix until I got them all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the tea bags as well, the Typhoon tea bags. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely have got a few of the of the figures still upstairs. I, I know I've got a. Is it a, that, a link? That, that a campaign was one. so successful yeah. they did it again. <laughs> yes, well, indeed. And indeed, the is it one of the Weetabix adverts is one of the rare occasions you see a Dalek on ITV, isn't it? Because oh. um, there's a red Dalek in. In one of the adverts, because mm. um, well, did the Daleks the get others. banned from advertising? Kit Kats. Was it Kit Kats? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was about the turn of the century, wasn't it? In, it was the, the wilderness yeah. years. They did turn up, and uh, people were, <laughs> were not happy. <laughs> but there's a, there's a fascinating thing, an aspect of actors who won't appear in adverts in their own country, but turn up in adverts in all sorts. I mean, I, I wonder how many Americans are surprised to see Brad Pitt and George Clooney advertising coffee these days. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't imagine they do that in America, but maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe it's it's less of a thing now. I remember um, Sam Waterston from Law & Order was the front man for one of the uh, American corporations for quite a few years. I thought, or was it? Was he selling Chrysler's? Something like that, anyway. So The fascinating thing to me is whenever you talk about adverts, is sometimes you can remember the tune, you can remember the actors, but you can't remember the product. I mean, you think about... Now, is it Shinzano or Martini that Leonard Rossiter advertised? To this day, I can it's never distinguish between them. Martini, I think... Yeah, he did Martini and... Oh, did he Shinzano? You see? You see, it doesn't work, does it? God. It's an utterly failed he does, campaign. They, he yeah. and Joan Collins do one, and Lorraine Chase does the other one. I think she does Chinzano. Is that Luton Airport? Yeah. yeah. Nah, Luton Airport. So, and I think he must do Martini, but I'm not sure. And I've not seen that advert as long ago. But <laughs> well, that's an example of where the phrase becomes more famous than the actual advert that spawned it. You yeah. know, the Luton <laughs> Airport thing. I mean, I, I couldn't have actually told you what that was advertising but i can you know i can remember like you say lorraine chase saying it so it is it is kind of weird and of course there was all those coffee adverts weren't there where mm. diane Keane and gareth hunt and a whole slew of, of those There's, actors I, who I, I all those things we watch i hope you're doing the hand action when you say, uh, <laughs> when you say yeah, it makes hunt. great radio that yeah, it really yeah i know <laughs> there's, 
I just allow people to imagine me doing that, and I suspect <laughs> most of them are doing it back at the radio even as, this, as we speak. Before you say anything else about that, there's a great outtake from one of those adverts where Gareth Hunt just, I don't know what, he just can't get it right. Uh, and all he's got to do is do the hand thing and, and say whatever he needs to say, and he's just like, it's an utter shambles. Can he not do the, the words or the or the motions? I think it's the words he can't do. The motion he's fine with. But, uh, so. did, did you want to say about that annoying coffee? Oh, Make gosh. you smile. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I was watching, because I've, I've watched... I, I quite often watch adverts on YouTube because I find mm. it quite restful or, <laughs> or um, therapeutic. It cheers me up. Therapeutic, yes, yes that's the yes. word. And I was watching some seventies adverts the other week, okay. and it was all good until the Mellow Birds advert came on. At which point, I started ah. shouting at the television. Why? What's because wrong with Mellow, Mellow Birds? Mellow Birds is horrible. It doesn't <laughs> taste of anything. <laughs> It's you taste know, of if, mellow. If you're gonna have coffee, have coffee that tastes of coffee. <laughs> Don't have some rubbish version of coffee because you're British and you're, you <laughs> don't like that was basically one of the adverts. They don't like that horrible bitter American coffee. And you're like oh. You're very firm on this point. I am very you? firm on this point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cross you. No. I, again, I, the fascinating thing to me, even to this day, is that uh, it's one of those things that actually slightly annoys me and it annoyed me at the time. And it's about the ordinary box of chocolates and then they pour the revels into it <laughs> to show you how many more you get in your bag of revels. Yeah. And, <laughs> but they don't take the tray out. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating. I always thought it was a cheat that they didn't take the tray out. And then if the Revels didn't fit in the box, you'd be impressed. But there was, uh. that was in the days when Revels had proper flavours. So let's not go there either. <laughs> but there's a there's an awful lot of, funnily enough, chocolate advertising. I mean, the Milk Tray Man is, is pretty iconic, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yes. well, I've just written down Scunge. <laughs> Scunge. <laughs> Which is the EBC One version of the milk tray advert, yes. isn't it? With Billy Dainty mm. going across the countryside to, mm-hmm. to deliver his scones chocolates to uh, Barbara New. And mm. then she's got a face pack on, isn't she? And yeah. He takes one look at her and takes the chocolates on with him again. Yeah. <laughs> but EBC One, I would have been quite young when watching that, but maybe about sort of eight or nine. But even then, mm. I still got the joke as to what it was, mm. what it was parodying. Mm. Yeah, so the milk tray advert itself must have been memorable for me to mm. to work out what EBC One were were taking the pee. As a youngster, were you able to differentiate between the programmes and the adverts? I, mean, I know this is a probably it seems, of course, it's obvious, but there was an awful lot of controversy about the time. You know, when Sesame Street first started in America, how they insisted on there not being adverts in it because the young minds wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And it was yeah. using a lot of the techniques that were used in advertising to get the alphabet and the numeracy across. And I just wondered if, when, I mean, you could tell, couldn't you, when I don't yeah. know, the, the, the programme stopped and the, the advert began. I mean, I know it's not difficult because it says end of part one and part two, doesn't it? I mean, it's not, it isn't rocket science. But I, as a youngster, do you ever remember sort of coming in and watching this and going, this is a peculiar episode of Coronation Street. They're all out in space making mashed potato. I mean, you didn't get mm-hmm. that, did you? Well, you, you say that, but sort of thinking about it, some of the characters you were quite pleased to see coming back, I guess, mm. that you say about the Smash adverts. And I wouldn't mm. have minded the Smash adverts having a 25-minute mm. show of their own. 
They they were such good characters, I thought. That... Mm-hmm. Well, there were some campaigns, weren't there, that actually were quite soap opery in the you know, like the Oxo family, you know, mm. that went on over the course of they would do new adverts every year and it was an ongoing storyline and, and the kids in it would grow up and get married and <clears throat> become grandparents and all sorts of other things, you know. But it's the repetition, isn't it? That mm-hmm. characters spend a lot of time sort of with you become favourites. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Even though they're just characters in an yeah. advert. Yeah. But yeah, they they become like friends. I mean, again, it's how soap operas work, but it's it's the same kind of same kind of thinking, really. Yeah, so it's like the John Smith's mm. bitter adverts. Mm. There's a, there's a lot of them, and I couldn't tell you how many adverts there are, but you'd instantly recognise, you know, the, the characters, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So. There's an awful lot of adverts that became an art form. I mean, we think uh, talk about the drink adverts. I know again, it's it's become less fashionable to have alcohol advertised. I know they still do advertise alcohol, but some of those adverts for the the black beer from Ireland with the white top <laughs> <laughs> were quite artistic, weren't they? Over the course of decades again and they became again an art form. even on the posters in the streets they were an art form but mm-hmm. uh, some of the the creativity involved in the advertising itself was incredible what's that one where there's the entire universe in a bubble remember that one that just keeps zooming around to itself all the time doesn't ring a bell no. you know, it doesn't ring a bell <laughs> it's, it's just one of those you know that i think we've talked about it on on the site spoke you know that one way they zoom out on the universe oh yes yeah 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 uh, and then go right into the mosquito and then go yeah. to an atomic le- it's kind of that idea but it's a, it's a pint of beer i'm sure rutger hauer's in there somewhere i can't remember <laughs> why, but there we go that i might be getting too mixed up there and then you get that one with the horses and all like oh wow you know i mean the fact is that this stuff does embed itself in your brain even if you can't remember the details yeah. <laughs> i mean when it comes to sort of beer adverts, I think the ones probably I remember most are sort of the, the Hofmeister bear ones. Oh, right. Because right, it's yeah. just like, you know, the follow the bear mm. thing and the weird walk. <laughs> the weird walk with the shoulders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, animals are good, aren't they? Animals sell. I was thinking of the yeah. polar bear on the mint, you know, with the, yeah. with the fox, you know, and all yeah. this kind of thing. So, uh, of course, the other... Again, I don't. I suppose you're you're so young and shiny that you don't remember them advertising. Well, you know, the fags. I I I remember more not so much on the television. I mean, it wasn't that long. It was it was it was sort it, of early eighties, early mid eighties, I think, wasn't it? When mm. it was well banned on television. That that you bet had a cigar advert in it. It did have a cigar it? advert in it. Yes, and that was from ninety one. Yeah. So but cigars were later cigars than cigarettes. S- survived longer than cigarettes. Yeah. And Which of course, it, the other yeah. side of that was that so many sports events were sponsored. I mean, sponsorship mm. was a way of getting round that, wasn't it, for a very long mm. time? But but you had the uh, <coughs> Embassy World Snooker for a very yeah. long time. Well, well there is there is a, a line in Yes Minister or Yes Prime Minister about you know how how would these companies survive if they weren't allowed to advertise on the BBC? I mean, uh, sponsor events. <laughs> <laughs> You can get quite cynical about it. This yeah. is very true. I should also mention, now having said that, about play school and things like that, using things okay. like fairy liquid bottles, mm-hmm. oh. where, where they've had to scrub out... Well, they stick it, stick tape over the, it. The oh, no product placement on the BBC, yes. Yeah. Sticky-backed plastic. And yes, except half the time liquid you bottle. can still read it, because yeah. they haven't coloured it in enough. <laughs> Because um, Vision On's got a few like that, and that you can clearly see what it is. Yeah, Tony Hart's felt tips had run out by that point. <laughs> <laughs> you can never build a rocket because your mum bought the wrong type of yogurt pots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
one other thing we should say i mean we've sort of touched on this how mm. adverts are a reflection of the time they're made in fairly mm. obviously but they also reflect the technology of the time because mm. i remember in the early 80s sort of around about christmas all the adverts for electronic games you'd start to get okay. like si- simon says and speak and spell and things like that mm. and you you lisa were saying about mobile phone mm. adverts yeah suddenly at the because i tried to watch as many different eras of adverts as possible right. and sometimes you don't realize how like early 2000s which is now mm. sort of getting on for the best part of 20 years yeah yeah okay well, it still frightens me yes it's, it's it's all at that point you're starting to get all the mobile phone adverts and mm. you can download your music for this plan and all this sort of thing because mobile phones are becoming a lot more widespread mm. and obviously to the young youngsters of today there's always been mobile phones yeah mm. so but you know you, it's when you watch the adverts there was an advert on the this we were watching with richard o'sullivan in it was for a well-known popular electric shaver yeah but he's, oh, he's, yes. in the, he's in the phone box having found his girlfriend shaving his you know making sure he looks nice and you're <laughs> like god did we used to use phone boxes and that would have been playing <laughs> on his lothario character yeah if you he's like, sort of from, yeah man from... about the house type character but, so. Are there a lot of, when you've been watching all these, are there a lot of faces that pop up that make you think, oh, it's such and such? Yeah, you get the odd, odd well, one well, they too. Obviously, mm. they play quite well on double X from comedy, I've yes. noticed. Mm. Yeah. So you've got, like, Heidi High. Mm-hmm. You've got mm. Ruth Maddock and, and, and Simon Cadell for a well-known mm. chocolate bar. Yeah. You've got mm. Windsor Davies and Don Estelle. For that same well-known chocolate bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got Arthur Lowe and John LeMessurier. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's you know it's like if you're a completist for Dad's Army, so you kind yeah. of feel you, there are little bits of, of nuggets of those shows out there in some ways. Yeah, the two Ronnies popped up in there. Yes, yes, for a car hire company. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. Although the the notes pointed out that um, Ronnie Barker was playing both parts in one of them. That was for watches. That, that was, was for watches, advert. was it? Yes. All right. Because <laughs> there was no Ronnie Corbett in that one. Just oh, Ronnie right. Barker. Okay. Yes. And of course, John Cleese went on to actually become a filmmaker, and I don't know how many adverts he made, really, but I suspect yeah. there was more than one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing, just to get back to technology, I'd like to read mm. you a paragraph by um, Arthur C. Clarke, and he's saying about if we made contact with an alien civilization, mm. it would likely be tuning in on some sort of radio or TV signal from them. And the idea that if we watched alien adverts, how much our civilization could leapfrog in technology. Mm. So it would be as if the America of Lincoln's time could tune into the TV programs of today. There would be much that would not be understood, but there would be clues that would show us new technologies into the future. The commercials would contain some of the most valuable information. Yeah, it's, it's that thing about... You have a lot to fit into 30 seconds Yes, with a commercial. Not just sometimes to tell a story, mm. but you've still got to demonstrate the product and the technology or, mm. or service or whatever. So mm. let's not knock adverts. No, no, I, th- I think it is fascinating. I mean, yeah. if you actually pick a, 
one from any year, you can sort of look at, I mean, if you see an, a car advert from 1973, it kind of looks primitive now. But of course, this is when, you know, those sort of, I don't know, Opal Cadets or something were brand spanking new and shiny and aspirational products. And nowadays you see them down the scrapyard, you know, yeah. if we still have scrapyard. But again, there's something to do with the fashions and the prices. The prices are really kind of, <laughs> mm. they can bewilder you. And there is there is a theory goes something along the lines of the most consistent unit throughout history is the value of the Mars bar in the last <laughs> 70 odd 80 years whenever the Mars bar was introduced the number of Mars bars you could buy per year is a very good way of working out what the economy is doing so so basically if you could get two Mars bars for a pound you know or, or 10 Mars bars for a pound you could see what inflation was doing if you see what I mean the Mars bar unit became more or less consistent but are curly whirlies smaller than oh. they were in the seventies? Well, getting getting back to the revels now. I mean, when we were talking about that earlier, I mean, nowadays a bag is you breathe and they're gone. You know, <laughs> those family packs—they're not what they were. People do say, "Oh no, it's your imagination." But wagon wheels did get smaller, and, <laughs> and you know, the five-pound tin of Quality Street—it's about a kilo and a half now, isn't it? It's it's not the same because the curly whirly advert is Terry Scott in his schoolboy uniform. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, core. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dear me, they used to take out my fill in something chronic yeah. curly worms. But you do come across some sort of sweets and crisps mm. that you can't get anymore, yeah. that mm-hmm. you do feel a pang of nostalgia for. Yes. Mm. The golden wonder. I mean, I was I was singing along to, was it discos, discos were mm. KP discos? Yes. And uh, uh, they're different. They're rounded. Will you take a look? That's right. Exactly. You see, it's in your head, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and was it new from new from Golden Wonder? They're called rock and rollers. As yeah. Well. Ah, yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, they are. I mean, there's there's an instant nostalgia in the jingle when all yeah. said and done. Yeah. It, it's fascinating, really. I mean, what's that? Uh, was I'm a secret lemonade drinker. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And bum 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 bum. It's so blue. You know. There's all <laughs> sorts of stuff that goes. I think in many ways. I mean, that's the beauty of a good jingle, isn't it? That it actually does lock in the brain. That's what it's there to do, you know. Only the crumbliest, flakiest chocolate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, we... the, what's, the, what, what's the nimble balloon one? She flies oh, like oh you, 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 See, you've got fed up with the nimble, as well. Because, again, woman, it's all about <laughs> making yourself slim and beautiful for <laughs> the man in your life. And full of hot air. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, wonderfully taken off in A Matter of Life and Death, of course, right. by uh, the late, great Bob Baker. So, yeah, it's 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 just, it's all these women's function in the 60s and the 70s, to mm. a certain extent, is to look good, clean everything, mm. bring up the family and feed the husband and mm. occasionally lust over somebody if they're wearing high karate. <laughs> so... There was certainly in uh, about a decade ago now, I suspect, where in order to try and equalise the balance, you know, put, put right a wrong, it was basically decided that you had to see a lot of men's buttocks in adverts. I don't know if you remember yeah. that sort of phase. I think it was mostly yoghurt adverts. I didn't know you could buy men's buttocks. What are you talking <laughs> well, about? Oh, well, yeah, apparently two for a, they come in pairs, apparently. <laughs> You have to buy two. You can't just buy them singly. Yes. Again, that's that's again a kind of sexism because you get. The well, that's out. precisely the point, isn't it? That yeah. doesn't that just because it was done the other way for so many years. It doesn't make it any make it better. Right. No, um, it's, it's exploitative 
as well. That you know, it's a bit simple answer. It's it's like the um, popular diet drink advert with when you know we're gonna have a, a, a you know a break and, and watch the window cleaner cleaning the window because mm. he's a, a nice looking man according to that particular mm. sort of era. So mm. you know, it's it's all about yeah. It, it works both ways that you need to have respect because a lot of time as well, men in adverts, particularly now are portrayed as not being very bright when it comes to doing things in the home yeah. because mm. they're men. Yeah. Mm. There's that famous personal advert from the middle 80s where the, there's a young guy and he wants to wash his shirt and he's just pouring the washing powder all over the floor and <laughs> everything. And it's like, and stop Nick, making... Nick Cayman dressed, taking off his clothes in the yeah. uh, laundrette as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, to, just so. to say, what, you know... It's, 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 it is kind of weird. I worry, actually. One of the things I do worry about about modern advertising, I know we don't really sort of touch on modern stuff very much in this show, but one of the things I do worry about is the constant bombardment of these ideals of what you feel you ought to look like it must put a great deal of pressure on, on people to mm. to feel that they've got... I mean, it's like, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly what you would call the most buff human being in the world. <laughs> you know, I don't go to the gym. I don't do all mm. that stuff. But I do think now that there's an awful lot of pressure to that, to normalise something that actually is beyond a great deal of people's actual ability. You are who you are. But there's mm. this ideal of perfection, which advertising does tend to push. And sometimes the characters who are seen as a little bit strange and a little bit weird are actually the people who more resemble us, the ordinary viewers, if you like. Mm. I don't know. I, I worry about the pressure. I agree on... that the adverts that do sit in my memory, mostly, are, are the sort of the ones with either recognisable people or, mm. or or clever little comedy situations. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, well written, smart adverts as opposed yeah. to this is a one. But but the idealistic slogan. ones yeah. don't tend to stick. Mm. You know, shot through a, through a filter or whatever. Are you yeah. nostalgic for simpler time? Because nowadays, I, I find in advertising generally is like the advert break now there's actually an advert to tell you the advert breaks coming up there's a, a sponsorship at the beginning and the end of the advert break mm. then there's the adverts themselves sometimes there's an advert to tell you what's coming after the next advert break. i mean sometimes they'll do actual they'll take over an entire advert break to show you a five minute film they've made and the fact that captions will come up across, i mean they, not just i mean adver television advertising itself popping up on the screen while you're trying to watch it or the fact that the titles will get whacked over to the side and <laughs> shrunk so that they can start promoting the next thing i mean there's i think there's nothing worse than you knowing that there's a clever closing to say the simpsons that they talk over and going next it's hollyhocks you know it's just <laughs> it's not necessarily the, the bombardment of it now i mean I, I i know you do gaming don't you play online games can you actually mm. get into a game now without sitting through five minutes of adverts i mean even on youtube or something you get adverts now. it's everywhere is adverts 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 i mean it de depends how how much how many sort of followers these people have that the mm. advertisers think it's worth pop-ups putting yeah. the the online adverts in mm. i'm quite proud but on the other hand rather disappointed that we are not famous enough for any of our things to have adverts in. <laughs> so it's, it swings and roundabouts. You know? No, no, you're holding out because you've got more, you've got more integrity. 
Yes, they, they keep asking lots. you. That's what you, you. They keep asking you, but you say no, nope, no, we will not have adverts. Thank yes, very much. We, we've got the moral high ground, but we haven't got a penny. So I think I think quite a few of them would pay me not to advertise their product. Quite frankly, <laughs> I I do remember complaining to Channel Four once because the continuity announcer at the end talked over a scene. Hmm. I think it was the Big Bang Theory or something. Right, and there was an actual scene going on with people acting, and they. Yeah squashed it to the side and talked over it mm. which was incredibly rude yeah because mm. that's somebody working well it's the program isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean looking at abbott's now because obviously we're talking at this precise moment at the end coming towards the end of november so we're being bombarded with christmas yeah adverts yeah. and and we the have thing been of, since september <laughs> yeah the thing about christmas adverts is you know it's christmas when they stop yeah mm. Because you get to Christmas Eve and suddenly the shops are shut. You mm. can't yeah. do any more shopping. So you start, or you used to, you don't so much now, you used to start getting the holiday adverts. You're very good with these tapes we, we sometimes see or recordings of off-air recordings of Christmassy late December sort of period. Yeah. The, the moment the holiday adverts appear, mm. that's when you know Christmas is over, isn't it? Well, Christmas is over as regards to advertising. Yeah, but yeah. We, we've watched these recordings and suddenly... Yeah. You know you taped that film on Boxing Day. Yes, that must be the 28th of December. <laughs> yeah. also, you, know, you can narrow it down to a couple of days mm. just from what the lineup. Because all the ember cream with hinge and brackets have disappeared yeah. and it's now book your holiday in the West Country or something. Yeah. I mean, the, the one that sticks in my head, and I think it must be shown on Christmas Eve, is Yellow Pages, for some reason. I don't know why that one particularly stuck in my head. But what, what J.R. Hartley? Um, no, it was it was using... Actually, it was vaguely Christmas, actually. It was using the Yellow Pages mm. to step up to kiss somebody under the mistletoe. Mm. So, right. hmm. so, again, it is a fascinating insight into how the world has changed, isn't it? Because you know, yeah. a lot of those products that you see advertised now simply don't exist and there's no place for them in the world anymore. It is no. kind of yeah. peculiar. Do you, either of you have a favourite advert that you... you know, <laughs> I don't know if you can really have a favourite advert, but do you have anything that you sort of think, oh, yeah, I like that one? Or you have a ditty that you, you sort of whistle around the house every so often? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just guilty of that generally, yes, aren't I? Yes, yeah. a certain somebody does sing along about Smith's Crisps quite a lot. We want to be Smith's Crisps, we want to be... Well, that's those... <laughs> Those homicidal potatoes. It's a potato, it's all covered in mud. Well, that's the potatoes that actually want to be crisps. Yeah, want to be fried and chips. Yeah, and I thought, you know, somebody should have a word with these potatoes, but (laughs) (laughs) don't throw yourself in the fryer. (laughs) Do you remember being threatened by uh, your Weetabix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like that's that's what Ray Winston did as a child. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I must admit that that was never appealing to me when I was young. I, I don't want bother mm. boy sort of Weetabix coming out of the packet, <laughs> kicking my face off. There's a, I think hasn't the the fairy liquid become a bit bother boy recently? Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, no um, more Mr. Nice Baby. Yeah, is that that's the one? Yeah, yeah. That, oh, well, that and of course you're accurate. just thinking back to fond memories of Nanette Newman and all those <laughs> those plates and piles. Yeah. And down the village hall, we had to wash those up. One, haven't we? Where she's down the flower show, yeah. And how many plates they were able to wash with uh, with fairy, with fairy, and, and like it's two to... tables longer. Yes, <laughs> they could have just spaced them out a bit. I don't know; it's hmm. hard to tell. So yeah. where's the best place for us to look for these adverts? Then these oh, days? YouTube is just full of it. You yeah, just, just type right. UK 
adverts in specify decade and you can you just have like hours yeah there are there are huge compilations out there mm. and, and you do get the same advert a few times mm. Mm. So. it's interesting you say about you've got tapes of stuff mm. and sometimes I guess these might be the only copies as well. So it's mm. interesting from an archive point of view. Well, I suppose but... when you actually know that DVDs get released and it's an off-air recording and you mm. kind of think this might well be the only yeah, the only stuff that exists. And, and again, it's a very good way of, like you said, knowing when something was on. It's also interesting that certain people who have uh, no longer talked about used to be on adverts quite a lot. Mm. Who, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. presumably they can be found if you want to go looking for for those kind of things. Yeah, but uh... it's the whole continuity thing that, mm-hmm. that I find. It's the it's not just the programs that I'm interested yes. in. It's how the presentation of those yeah. programs yeah. occurred. Yeah. So adverts and continuity yeah, as well. It's, mm. it's always surprising when you you get an ITV continuity announcer pop up. You forget that mm. you think vision, yeah. In vision, you a know. A bl- bloke sat behind a cheap desk. Yeah. Mm. Christopher Robbie from Southern. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, most of them tend to be Thames or LWT for some reason. There mm. seems to mm. be. Maybe because, oh, this is going to sound awful, but maybe because that area... Well, was there were a, more people there. There were more people and it's a slightly more... More, more video recorders. A wealthy yeah. area, yeah. yeah. So they would have had video recorders to record these things, mm. Mm. where yeah. you know a lot of other people would just play catch up. Mm. As regards, I think there is, I mean, I certainly have. I mean, I, I don't believe that a lot of people were quite as obsessive compulsive about taping things as some of us. I mean, quite a lot of people they recorded a film. You know, I, I, I mean, I knew people who, who their house had a blank videotape, mm. just for I bits. Had, I had a wall of tapes. <laughs> I couldn't bear to wipe things, but but they they just recorded something off the telly and then and re-record, not fade away, as a certain <laughs> advert might have had it. They kept on using that tape and using that tape. And over, I mean, I, I don't know everything. whether I used to edit adverts out as a matter of course if I was recording mm. an ITV thing or not. I honestly can't remember. But I know when we when we did, they came from somewhere else on the podcast. Nick had got access to an off-air recording mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody that saw that tape got really excited that it had the adverts in for episode six <laughs> <laughs> so, so i actually specifically said to nick can you just do me a file of the adverts mm. i didn't actually say can you do me a copy of the program <laughs> <laughs> well i sometimes look at these tapes and i think well these are all stuff now i've got on dvd or now it just shows that everybody you know, must have kept or has. And you actually think that actually those ones that might have adverts in might be worth hanging on to. Mm. Yeah, I mean, eventually everything becomes of value to somebody. And, uh, you know, I've said this about old shows generally, but the mm. same applies to adverts with, mm. with people in. Because you, you came, mm. what was it, you came across one with Tommy Trinder in? Yeah. And oh, it's right. it's yeah. not much about t- Tommy, Tommy Trinder, Trinder that survives yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an advert. For, well, I just said the existing box, so I can probably say it for Mace mm, and mm. the top ten offers of the week, and he, yeah. he does the top five. Yeah, Mace being it's like a grocery shop. Yeah, okay. not, not something for shop. squirting a tap. I was say, not no. what you squirt in people's faces. Tommy Trinder advertises. But that face. shows that shows the power of that branding, doesn't it? That <laughs> 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 that's what we thought of. But yes, especially this sort of older, forgotten. What was the the Bob Monkhouse one as well? Oh yeah, with his family. 
for Rice Krispies. Yeah, um, and his kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his sons. Yeah. But they are so. definitely a, val- a valuable cultural asset. I think of, of, of like you say, a, a way of marking the times and telling mm. you about what life was like in these various periods. They are, they are a fascinating insight. Mm. And I have to say, Martin, with this show, you are spoiling us. <laughs> I had to get the Abigail no. reference in. Yeah, Toby will like that. If you say so, I'm, I'm never convinced, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's a very small but select audience. I think. <laughs> you, are you saying about celebrities? And I, I still haven't heard of them. I should we, we should have looked them up before we, we came on. Mm. But there was uh, adverts in sort of I think it's from the early '60s for fairy mm. snow washing up. And I've written down Randalls. Yeah, Yeah. and it's Leslie Randall and Joan Reynolds, who are apparently uh, popular. They had their own sort of television shows on the Mm -hmm. ATV sort of area made by ATV. I'd never heard of them. And obviously, nobody now has probably ever heard of them. So, you know, I guess they were sort of actors. Oh, we had a Fanny and Johnny Craddock one, We did have a Fanny and Johnny. I (laughs) I love the way they described him as her on-screen husband. Yeah, and a real husband as well. Because, you know... It's quite weird, though, isn't it? Because actually, when you look back at sort of archive television, the amount of stuff that was wiped or lost mm. or whatever you want to call it. But actually, because a lot of adverts were shot on film, yes, a lot more of that sort of thing actually survives in some form quite often. And also because they were repeated a great deal. I mean, sometimes they just end up on trims, don't they? I was watching, what was I watching the other day? Oh, I think it was an episode of Shillingbury Tales. There you go, that, that dates me. But it just stops and it goes commercial break. <laughs> so it was actually edited, you know, for that to go in at that point. There's a wonderful thing as well that you notice with certain programmes now that when they had proper episode one, episode two, episode three captions, but because the programmes themselves are now split into more segments, they have to make a, an episode four one or part four one because... Uh, yeah, it has to be said that presentation now mm. on a lot of channels of stuff oh. that was designed to have adverts in it... It's, it's very badly done. ...just takes no notice now and just jams well, them Well, I remember you posting something which is... What's his name? The actor Fred played Fred in Coronation Street. Mm. Uh, well, I, I say, I say, Fred. John Savadence. John Savadent standing there. Was it a whodunit? And he's just standing there. Oh, oh God, yes. yeah. He's having to mug for 30 seconds yeah. before they cut to like, the advert. Cut! Cut! <laughs> cut away from him. Cut away. He can't do any more faces. Definitely <laughs> faces do. I think well, that was the... just the vision mixer being cruel. <laughs> but well, I guess, again, fascinating that those were actually designed into the programmes. Yeah. Well, it always reminds me, it, I mean, this isn't an advert, but that always makes me think of uh, Ron Lacey and that Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes, hmm. where he's, the character he's playing has been poisoned. Yeah. But he's got his eyes open, and there are whole shots with Jeremy Brett and I think it's Edward Hardwick in that one, acting in the background with him in the foreground, going, God, this hurts. <laughs> Please cut away, away from me. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great game to play, isn't it? Waiting for the body to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've pretty much run out of time, so thank you very much for your insight into the the cultural the cultural whirlpool of advertising. Yes, we've kind of covered in in, well, maybe not great depth, but we've certainly chatted about it for the last hour, and I think that was great fun. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Goodbye. Take care. Bye bye. Many thanks to Lisa and Andrew for joining me this week and I hope that you're now subliminally tempted to try out their very own Round the Archives podcast. 
without which this show might not even have been here today. So that's it for yet another edition of Vision on Sound. I hope that you'll be back for another show next week. Thanks as ever to everyone here at Fab Radio International for making the show possible. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening. As ever, I have been Martin. This has been Vision on Sound. Goodbye for now and take care.